Hello and welcome back to How Good Is That to Helen Back. This week we're talking about Season 6 of American Horror Story, Roanoke. I'm J-Rod. I'm Jessica. And this season, it's kind of like three seasons in one. They did a very strange thing. Um, I guess I'll just go right into like explaining what the plot is. Because... There's so much that happens. There's a whole lot. And, alright, so, the season is set in 2014 to 2016. The season follows the supernatural events that occur in a renovated farmhouse in North Carolina, which is situated on the land where the Roanoke Colony moved from, uh, moved after their infamous 1580s disappearance. In 2015, Shelby Miller, played by Lily Rabe, and her husband Matt, played by Andre Holland, along with Matt's sister Lee Harris, played by Adina Porter, recount their har- harrowing experience living in the farmhouse a year prior, so 2014, in a popular documentary series titled My Roanoke Nightmare, including their encounters with ghosts of the house previous residents, as well as the violent ghosts of the Roanoke colony, the cannibalistic Polk family who live nearby, and the beautiful yet terrifying Celtic witch, Scathach, played by Lady Gaga. Did they say beautiful? Um, they do. Oh, good for them. So. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't get that vibe. <laughs> well. She's yeah, terrifying looking. She's a little terrifying looking, especially. So here's the thing. She's like the old school creepy witch, like from Snow White. Yeah. She's not cute. Like, she's adorable, but she's not cute. Like, she's not beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Um. Lady Gaga portrays Scathach in the My Roanoke Nightmare, which is the reenactment show. Reenactment show. So, Lady Gaga doesn't actually ever play the witch. She plays the which everyone character. thinks she does. She plays the character that plays the witch. But it is confusing this season. A hundred percent. There's so many characters because of the reenactment. Like, I mean, I like how they go into the show immediately. Like, you're watching one of the shows on like A and E or. Whatever, Sci-fi. yeah, Travel Channel, like all those like ghosts, my haunted house, whatever shows they are. The There's history, so many. Yeah, all the History Channel ghost shows. I like how they go right into it, and it's like that because it's something he hasn't really done on this before. So that was definitely really cool. But then, like after that, it's just like holy fuck, what am I watching? What is going on? There's 1,700 characters. Yeah. Like interesting note about the season is that it doesn't have the normal credits, the credit sequence that American Horror Story has had in the past. It just goes. Right into the My Roanoke. I mean, if anything, show. yeah, it has like the credits for the My Roanoke Nightmare, but not for American Horror Story, which is it and makes then, you really feel like you're watching that kind of show. Which I really liked how they did that. Yeah. So, the documentary becomes a huge success, and as far as the season of American Horror Story is concerned, that's the first five episodes is essentially us, the audience, watching that show. After which. Um, we find out, like, it was, this was the reenactment, and then we go into behind the scenes of the reenactment. The documentary becomes a huge success, and it features dramatic reenactments of the Miller's story starring Audrey Tyndale, who's played by Sarah Paulson, and she plays Shelby. So it's, it's layers of acting. It's actors acting as somebody else. It's, I'm so glad I have a headache for us recording this one. It's great. Because if I didn't have one starting, I would have one ending regardless. Yep. There's so much. Dominic Banks, who's played by Cuba Gooding Jr., portrays Matt in the reenactment. Monet Tumisame, played by Angela Bassett as Lee. Agnes Mary Winstead, played by Kathy Bates, as Thomasine White. The also, Butcher. Also known as The Butcher, the, the ghost. Butcher. The leader of the ghost colony of Roanoke. Audrey's husband, Rory Monahan, played by Evan Peters, as Edward Philippe Mott, the creator and owner of the house. And that last Well, they name, weren't married when they went into it. They got married, like, they got, after. They got married after the show. They met because of the show. I after they made the show, because yeah, that's yeah, where yeah. they met. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that last name will come up again. We'll, we'll touch on that in a little bit. Um... He's, and he's the creator and first owner of the house. William Van Henderson, played by Dennis O'Hare, 
as Dr. Elias Cunningham, a professor who becomes entranced with the paranormal happenings of the area, and Dylan, played by Wes Bentley, as Ambrose White, Thomasine's son and accomplice. So in 2016... So wait. Oh. The butcher's real name is Thomasine? Like, that's the lady's... That's the lady who the butcher is? Is Thomasine something? Yeah, the butcher... The original butcher's name is Thomasine... Thomasine White. I don't think I ever actually paid attention to that. That's just because it's so much more fun yelling, The butcher! The butcher! Like, she has... I can't even do the accent she does. It's so good, It's again... Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates is so good this season. Crazy accent on this show. So good. Hey, it's something you can actually get through. It's true. In 2016, the success of the documentary leads to a sequel titled Roanoke, uh, Return to Roanoke, Three Days in Hell, spearheaded by the producer of the original series, Sidney Aaron James, played by Cheyenne Jackson who invites the Millers, as well as many of the reenactment actors, to return to the farmhouse for three days, where all their actions will be captured by hidden cameras. Although the Millers are aware of the entities that reside in the house, all three agree to return, each with their own agenda. The production eventually descends into disaster, however, as cast and crew alike are quickly targeted when the violent entities begin to surface. So, and that... Those episodes are 6 through 9, and then episode 10 is all of the aftermath after that. Yeah, it's pretty bonkers how they did it, but it was definitely interesting. Oh yeah, it was so, it was really interesting when I, so we were watching this, we watched the first five episodes at home, and then before we left to uh, go elope and go on our honeymoon, I read that it was like, this season is broken up into three seasons and the first half was already done. And when we went on vacation to our honeymoon, we were going to be watching because we were able to watch it while we were on our honeymoon. We watched the first episode of the second part of the season. Yeah. It was our first night of our honeymoon. We were in Maine and we were like, what should we do? And I was like, let's just watch this. Like, I want to know what's going to go on. And it was batshit crazy. But like, I mean, so our first, like, I guess, go through, go around of watching this season, I really didn't like this season at all. Like, I actually used to say I hated this season and it was my least favorite, but we recently rewatched it so we could talk about it on this. And I have a whole new appreciation for the season. Like, I think it was really different for Ryan Murphy and everyone on the show, like the writers and stuff. And I think that they did a decent job, but I just feel like it almost wasn't executed the way that they really wanted it to be. And like, I do a lot of reading online and like I read comments on what people think and stuff because I'm just curious and even just talking to people and a lot of American Horror Story fans fell off at this season because there was so much to catch up or not, well, I guess catch up with, but also to keep, remember there was so much to keep up with. There was so much yep. going on and a lot of people just, I don't know, they fell off from the season. So I feel like it's not the strongest season, but I feel like if you didn't like it and you have some free time, I would definitely recommend it. I feel like I've said this on every episode, but streaming it on something helps so much because when you can sit there and watch it over a day or a couple day span rather than waiting every single week, it really does like keep you into the story. And I feel like that really helps kind of keep your interest and stuff. So, Absolutely. and I, with, especially with this season, out of all of the seasons, I think this is the one that has the most going on, especially with all the actors and stuff. So I feel like, I don't know, giving it a rewatch really did help me at least with this because it's not my least favorite anymore, I don't think. Um, I don't know. I just have a whole new appreciation for the characters, for the storyline, for... I mean, definitely some of the people annoy me still. Yeah. But, like, because there's just a lot of, like, whiny people on this season, but that's just the characters they play, but it's just... Yeah. And it, it's just so strange just to kind of watch it. Because it's amazing that because these actors are playing other actors who are playing other characters. It's so multi-layered. And somehow this season was the first one that didn't have any nominations whatsoever as far as acting is concerned. I mean, I'm not surprised. Like, they all did a pretty good job. <laughs> like, Kathy Bates probably should have got something, but... Um, I don't know. I'm not surprised by that, though, either. Yeah, so, like, like it's, it's not just, like, the fans who were kind of put off by it. It's 
everyone would And I feel like it. it was unique for American Horror Story as like, you know, as the, what's the word? The whole anthology of Yeah, it the anthology. But there's a plethora of all these like ghost shows and my haunting shows and stuff like that on every channel that I feel like there was people who were like, oh, this isn't unique enough for this, you know, like this shouldn't have been a whole season. But I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think it's cool that he did it because it was probably something that a lot of them wanted to do, like the writers. But I just don't, I don't know. A lot of people didn't want to watch any more of the seasons after this, which sucks because I think that cult is something that people should watch too. And yeah. we'll get more into that next week. But I don't know. I just feel like some people are so, oh my gosh, and people missed Apocalypse because they're just like, no, no, I didn't like Roanoke. I'm not going to watch anymore. And I'm just like, no, like every season's different. You have to get back in. Like, but I don't know. This one's definitely, there's just so much to follow. So it yes. makes sense. Yeah. And it definitely is, it, it's confusing because there's so many layers to it. There's so many tiny details, which is not unusual for Ryan Murphy shows. However, I feel like they put in so many details that it's just like, wow. Yeah, so it's going to be harder to break it down like we did last week. So we may have to go. Oh, back no, absolutely. To... People are going to have to just watch it if they want to know all the yeah. little things. But so I'll break it down in how they did. So the first five episodes goes into my Roanoke Nightmare. Uh, and it's where we first meet uh, the talking heads of, like, Lily Rabe and Andre Holland, who are the actual Shelby and Matt, um, as well as Lee Harris, played by Dina Porter. We meet them for the first time in the talking heads, and then Angela Bassett, Sarah Paulson, and Cuba Gooding Jr. portraying those actors or those people those real people as other actors there's a lot of fresh faces this season it, there are like cuba cuba gooding jr can yeah. never say that right um can you say that like five times fast i feel like that's so hard to do i'm gonna um, go no andre holland you said his name was right yep um adina porter which i'm glad that she's in this season and other seasons too because i really really like her acting there's a lot of people because isn't this the first the person the guy who plays cricket What's his name? I always forget his name. I really uh, like him. Leslie Jordan. Yes. He's in the season. I think this was his first season too, right? Uh, no, he was in uh, Coven. He was part of the Witches Council. Yes, he was. How did I forget that? I Love. don't know. Sorry. Have a heading, guys. Um. <laughs> but no, like, I don't know. It's, I feel like that was another thing, though, because the fandom's so big on, like, the same actors and actresses. I almost feel like that's why people didn't really like this one either, because there were so many fresh faces. Yeah. Which but, is kind of a shame, but... It has to happen eventually. Yeah, though. exactly. And I feel like because of Sarah Paulson's character being so kind of boring. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's very recycled almost because she's just so whiny and... Yeah. But yeah, I'll let you get back into your thing. <laughs> You're good. Um, so we first uh, were introduced to them in the Talking Heads and we find out that talking they... Talking Heads? What do you mean by Talking Heads? Talking Heads is when they're doing like the interview and all you see is like their mid chest up and all you that's all you see. I that's referred to as Talking Heads because there's no real, there's no action, there's no movement oh. of the camera. It's just all you see is a talking. I just head. keep getting Psycho Killer stuck in my head, which is absolutely fine. <laughs> and I'm leaving this in because of that. Um, guess I could say uh, they decide to move to North Carolina from Los Angeles after they... He gets mugged. Yeah, they, they or get... robbed or whatever it was. Yeah, he gets mugged. Oh, and she suffers a miscarriage. Shelby does. I forgot about that. Um, so they're just... Everything goes awfully for them, so they need a fresh start. So they move to North Carolina. And I guess... They found that beautiful-ass home, because that house yeah. is gorgeous. So here's... My number one problem with this season is that it's Murder House 2. I mean... Miscarriage. Something awful happens to the family. At least it wasn't... But it wasn't as it gripping wasn't... as Murder House to me. Yeah. So I 100% but... agree with you there, but like it's not as gripping. So maybe that's why I know the reason people wouldn't like it as much. Because they're just like, we already saw this season one. Yeah. It just, <laughs> they, move, they move the opposite way across the country from L.A., to North Carolina. Yeah. But then they move into this beautiful mansion house that is haunted by the former residents. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, good. I feel like these 
former residents are a little more dangerous than season one, ironically, but... It does... For being called Murder House season one, I feel like these people are a little bit more murderous. They're a lot more vengeful, and... Before, like, it's just any ghost in the murder house was stuck there. This seems to be just the most demented ones. Like, the, ironically enough, again, killer nurses. Even though there was the nurses who were killed in murder house, this time the nurses did the killing in Roanoke. But there's nurses that are running around like crazy people from a long time ago. And then all the people from the Roanoke colony... They're not necessarily tied to the house, they're just tied to the land, but there's just a lot of... Then you get into the blood moon. Yeah, the, oh the, my gosh. the fact that the blood moon is essentially... Which is pretty cool, though. It's like the Halloween episode, where the spirits are much more dangerous around that time. Like, it seems like you can get messed with a lot by the spirits and the Roanoke colony. Oh yeah, they can come up in the house and... But once the blood moon hits, they can actually physically harm you a lot more. Yeah. So real quick, because I keep doing it. The yeah. nine circles of hell. Yep. Um, Roanoke is anger. And that's super fitting, because every motherfucker on this one's angry as hell for some reason or another. Yeah. So that's es- super duper fitting. Especially once we get past the reenactment part, when it's in the th- uh, return to hell, or return to Roanoke, three days in the hell. Yeah. Everyone's angry at everybody else for some reason I mean reason even in the beginning though like Shelby and Matt are pretty angry they had to leave their home because of you know he was mugged she lost the baby so she's angry you know so like even just those characters yep uh so the butcher's angry butcher's very angry <laughs> so in the first few episodes some crazy stuff happens where they start seeing these ghosts and it's like Blair Witch style where there's suddenly like a bunch of wicker people uh, like hung up and stuff. I guess it's wicker. Yeah, like probably I, made out of little tree branches. So. Yeah, I don't know the material. but They look like branches. I like that because it was almost like a little ode to Blair Witch. Yep. Um, but then we start getting introduced to something that was touched on in Murder House, which was Piggy Man. And... The character of the Polk family, or the characters in the Polk family, um, talk, creepy eventually talk about the the idea of their ancestor who went to Chicago, I think. And yeah, like the World Fair in Chicago. Yeah, or something, right? he sold pigs at the World's Fair, but then kind of went crazy, put a pig head on, and started killing people. And then in this, there's a character that has a pig head kind of put on him, somewhat like the Minotaur in Coven, where he turns into a man-pig. Man-bear-pig. <laughs> so then that story gets combined with this thing that they made, I guess, in honor of that Polk character. In addition to all that, um, somehow, I guess, Lee's daughter and ex-husband are nearby. Because she's able to have her daughter, Flora, come to the house by car. So then Flora encounters the entity known as Priscilla. And talks about, like, the Priscilla character tells Flora that everyone in the house is going to be murdered. And then, somewhat suddenly, Flora disappears and then the adults are going crazy trying to find her, and they find her hoodie on the top of a tree. Which is super spooky. Oh yeah, it's Like, really I really weird. like how they shot all that. So, while they're searching for Flora, Lee's ex-husband is found dead. Because, why wouldn't he be? I hung- mean, they get into an argument and stuff yeah. too. Like, you, got, you definitely gotta watch, because there's a lot that happens. But, but yeah, he's hung up and, like, burned at the stake like a flayed man from Game of Thrones. And so they go hunting for Flora as well as the police coming to try to find out what happened with this. But there's they suspect that it was the Watt family because they have been tormenting them in the first couple of episodes already. The Watt family? Yeah, uh, or the Polk family. Yeah. Lot Polk is one of the characters yeah. that was in the family. Yeah. I'll probably do that a couple times because Lot's a good name for last name. So then 
in order to help find Flora, they bring in the character of Cricket, who is... The expensive-ass psychic who charges $25,000 to find your missing loved one, like a fucking jackass. Yeah. Like, I love his character so much, but they really did a good job of showing how people glorify their abilities for money. Like, yeah, so... That's fucked up, but yeah, it's still interesting how they bring that in. He does a great job with that character. Yeah, it's played by... Well, Leslie Jordan plays Ashley Gilbert, who is in the reactment playing Cricket Marlowe. Yep. So... We we, ne- do we even see the real cricket? We never get to meet the real cricket because when the reenactment's over and it's actually not until episode 10 when the other shows go there that the cricket reenactor, Ashley, goes to the house with the ghost hunting show. Which is even weirder on its own. Yeah. But they hire cricket and, you know, like you said, he's a psychic who charges way too much. And he, but he does at least in the reenactment show, prove some ability to communicate. And instead of finding Priscilla, they accidentally communicate with the butcher, and a cleaver comes out of nowhere and nearly it cuts the candle in half, and then it also nearly hits some of the characters that are sitting around the table. But then, after some talking, Cricket is able to form some sort of truce where it's like, if you give us back Flora, we will make sure we all leave. Because that's all that the Butcher wants is yeah. her land back. Yep. So they go back out hunting. They try to find Flora. They're about to make some sort of trade. Matt disappears and then is found having sex with Scathatch the Witch, who at this point is in the reenactment, played by Lady Gaga. And it's just so random. It's very random. <laughs> Um, you have no idea anything about this character. You're just like, what? who is this witch? It's later talked about that she is one of the, well, the first supreme witch uh, that was talked about in Coven. Which, again, is pretty random. It's even more random to me because this witch is still alive. Like, it's talked about how the supreme has to die for the And it sucks because if they ever bring her back, they're not going to be able to use Lady Gaga since she played the reenactment version. Yep. So it's like, who plays the real her? Better be somebody cool. <gasps> um, I mean, they had the that that the actual witch show up in the second half or the second part of this season. By yeah. it's played by some lady. I know. And no offense to her or anything, but like, it could have been cool. It'd be a lot cooler if they used someone else. Matthew but... McConaughey. Yeah. No. Be a lot cool I was going to say if it was like Billy Lord or something, but I guess she already plays like important people too, so I don't know. Yeah, it would have to be somebody that isn't related to Coven if yeah, they wanted to I mean. combine it with the witches from Coven. Hmm. But. Regardless, I don't know. But you know what they've already played where like Zach Villa plays Richard Ramirez and then the other guy, guy plays Richard Ramirez. So I mean, it's not like they wouldn't, yeah. you know, use somebody maybe, but I don't know. It's true. They could definitely have a different But regardless, I just person. like seeing Lady Gaga, so it's just kind of a bummer that she couldn't really do that, because then it would kind of create a big old plot hole if she does come back as her, so yeah. <laughs> just a bummer. Um, but, so after they are unable to make the trade, uh, the butcher decides that it's not worth trying to do this, and they, uh, the butcher flays and disembowels Cricket, which is why we don't see the real Cricket. I think we forgot that while we were rewatching it too. The reason we don't see real cricket is because real cricket died. Oh yeah, same. Yep. There's so fucking much to keep up with. Um, absolutely. So uh, we go into episode five, and we get more of a backstory of some of the people in the house. Um, and we learn more about Edward Philippe Mott, who is played by. Rory Monahan, who is played by Evan Peters, because this is stupid and confusing. Um, but Mott is also the last name of Dandy from Freak Show. And it's actually mentioned how this is kind of not where the family line started, but this is part of the family line where they're... It's a peek into their family history. Very crazy. Which I was super excited about. Very weird. Very inbred. And Edward Philippe Mott um, this is like 1780s. Builds so. this house 
And when they're discussing the lineage of Edward Philippe Mott, they talk about how the last Mott uh, was found dead in Florida, which is where Dandy in Jupiter, Mott Florida. was killed. Yeah, they actually specifically say Jupiter, Florida. In 1952. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they're definitely pretty accurate with that, which is good. Yep. Um, but yeah, it was definitely neat to peek into their family history because they're such a fascinating, freaky fucking family. So I was pretty happy about it. Yeah. So the very strong tie-ins that I mentioned last episode where the evens and the odds are very well tied in. The only thing that I really think this season starts to break off from that because of the Supreme being from Coven, which is season three and the Roanoke stuff that was talked about in Murder House. So, we go back into the main story, and the house is being raided because it's now the Blood Moon, so the Millers are kind of under siege, and they get led through the catacombs by the ghost of Edward Philippe Mott. I love how they did that. It It was was so good. Very cool. It's obvious why they wanted to throw his backstory into the beginning of this episode so you could get... More of an explanation of who this ghost was dressed up in all of those ridiculous clothes. Um, So he leads them out of the house, but unfortunately leads them right to the Polk family. The Polks kidnap them. Uh, Elias has already been kidnapped and has been cut up and tortured because they are making jerky out of him. Uh, but they talk about how his meat's spoiled because they've been letting him lie there and rot for a while. They kind of remind me of like... If the Firefly family from, like, House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil Rejects, I it's like the Firefly fam- family, the Firefly family meets the Hills Have Eyes. Like, that's the vibe I get from Oof, the Polk family, yeah, right? Like, is that good. pretty accurate? That's very accurate. That's what I get from that. Um, <laughs> that's, yeah. So the Polk family, after some discussion of human jerky, take Matt, Shelby and Flora, who was eventually recovered, back to the mansion where the butcher is. Um, the butcher's about to kill them, but before they're able to, uh, the son, uh, the butcher's son, betrays her and drags the butcher into the fire rather than sacrificing the innocent people. Lee is then at that point, uh, returned to the house by the cops who were still questioning her about the murder of her ex-husband. And, and the cop don't even give a fuck. Nope. He's like, all right, I'm dropping you off. All this stuff is happening. I mean, even that whole beginning. Bye. They keep calling the cops and the cops are just like, uh-huh, cool. Yeah, it's clear. Like, they that, don't care. <laughs> yeah, it's clear that they know that, I mean, the Polks even mention how they have the cops in their pockets. Like, that's Anything true. that happens on this land, that's Polk stuff. They do that. That's all them. Uh, so after Lee gets back, they all get into a car, uh, the other car that's still there, and they escape the property. And that's where the first part of the season leaves off. And that's it. They've successfully lived through it. So then this is where things got really confusing as far as the season, but it eventually makes sense. We go into episode six, where it talks about My Roanoke Nightmare being a huge success, and the show got a lot of views... And they decide that they want to do a sequel series by having all of the reenactors, as well as the actual people who went through it, go back to the house and suffer through it again, because they want to do it at the Blood Moon in 2015. 16? Don't ask me, I don't know. I think it's 2015. They want to do it almost a year later. So they go back to the house... Things are fairly normal. Uh, The producers of the show have kind of upgraded the house, so there's hidden cameras everywhere, and there's also, like, fake things to make drawers open, to make the water shoot out, to open and close window shutters. And you know what? I overall do think that, like, they did a good job of, like, showing that glimpse into what it's like to be on a reality show for people. Yeah. Because that's something, personally, like, I would never go on a reality show, but I'm so interested in, like, the behind the scenes of it. Because you you read things after people have been on a show and you're just like, oh, shit, that's how it went down. Like, there's just so much, like, whispers and fake stuff that, like, 
it's almost playing other people, you know, for the drama. And I mean, I get that, but Mm -hmm. so I really like that they kind of like show that little glimpse of what that's like. And I feel like even like what it's like for the characters to be on it, what the producers are like, how they're like kind of conniving and skeezy. Some of them, not all of them, but you know, a lot of them are sneaky because they're trying to like make for good entertainment or whatever, make money. Yeah. Um, And I feel like it even shows like some of these characters will do anything just to be on a TV show or be relevant. You know, some people just get obsessed with like being famous and like, I don't know. I thought it was pretty interesting because it's not necessarily like, obviously the horror story here is like the haunting, but I feel like in a way the reality could also, the reality shows could be looked at as a horror story too. Cause for some people being on reality TV was a horror story for them. So I like that there's kind of like a second thing. You have to, like, kind of pay attention to even think that way. But, you know, like, I feel like that's definitely another, like, B-side to the horror story this season. Absolutely. Yeah, it's... Because then look at what happens yeah. with Kathy Bates' character. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but, like... No, go for it. That's just pretty wild. Like, how she gets obsessed with being the butcher. What's the actress's name that Kathy Bates plays that plays the butcher? Uh, there's can... so many fucking things around her. There's so many names. Um, Kathy Bates... Sorry. Plays... Agnes Mary Winston. Agnes. I was like, it's A something. Abigail? Okay, Agnes. So her, Kathy Bates character, Agnes, who plays the butcher, gets obsessed with playing the butcher. And she starts carrying around, like, a cleaver and flipping out on people. And, like, she'll start getting into her butcher accent. And, like, it's pretty wild. So, like, it just shows that, like, anything can happen to people when they're on a reality show. Like, your marbles can just get real loosened in that situation. Yeah. Reality TV, hard, hardly any of it is real. But then people, if they're playing a character like that, I mean, there are character actors who can get way too into a role and that kind of, they but lose like themselves. They get trapped in it, yeah. yeah. And then there's all that drama because like what? So Matt and Shelby have separated at that point, going back to the house. Yep. The, yeah, they separated and Shelby is with the fake matt yeah <laughs> essentially um i forget his name cuba cuba gooding jr's character who plays matt in the reenactment dominic takes her takes shelby out yep yeah they're seen out together in between the show and the sequel show um so they're she doesn't want to do it if dominic is gonna be there but then the producer's like okay yeah there's no problem but they actually bring them on just to create more drama. Like, they have them show up late. Um, the reenactors for Edward Philippe Mutt and Shelby get married. They they meet while filming the show, get engaged, and get married super quick. Um, well, side note, for Sarah Paulson's character, it was kind of, like, nice that she had an accent. It was something a little bit different, at least. Like, yeah. I, I did say earlier she was a little bit boring this season, but her accent was nice. And then, to have Evan Peters with that red hair. It was just so random to me. I was just like, oh, yeah. that is definitely different for his characters. Like, but then in Colt, he has blue hair, so they're just going through the rainbow with his head. They really do. <laughs> um, so, in that first episode of the show going back to Roanoke, uh, Rory is killed by the two nurses who... R is for Rory. We brought up earlier. Yeah, but... The murder nurses. Did you explain earlier? Nope. How they? Okay, so. Yeah, yeah the... Side note. These nurses um, like to have a little game amongst themselves where the people they kill, the first initial of the people they kill, the has, like their names have to spell out murder. Yep. And they kind of cycle through spelling out murder and then they start over again. Well, actually, I think they only had six victims. Oh, I thought they had a whole bunch and they were just on like another cycle of it. Maybe because I think it probably I made that up myself to make it I more interesting. So. Yeah, cause, uh, <laughs> at the point before, like during the reenactment, they talk about how it's only murder. Yeah, because like yeah, they get to no that. Okay. The I end. thought they were just on another cycle of it. I thought that was something they had do, done for years. So maybe I, don't know. I think I just made that backstory up. It's fine. That's cool. But yep, ours for Rory. Yep. And all because he gets murdered all because Sarah Paulson dumbass don't want to go upstairs, right? Because she like heard something or saw something. Uh, and instead so, of yeah. going up to check on them, she's just like, oh, check for me. Thanks. Bye. Yeah. And then hours later, they're just like, oh, no, he died. <laughs> yeah, that was really uh, like, silly of them. What the fuck? Um, so then 
a whole bunch of other stuff happens, as you would expect. Very similar to what happens in the first few episodes. Um, to the point at which they're trying to escape again. They're, some of them are re-kidnapped by the Polk family. Um, Matt is found having sex with the actual Scathatch. Not the Lady Gaga version, but the one who looks much more like the the witch from... What did you say? Uh, Snow White? Yeah. Yeah, the Snow White witch. Oh yeah, and back, so back to the butcher real quick. She gets a restraining order put on. Remember that? She gets a restraining put on her by the new shell. They're like, we don't want you on the shell. You're crazy. Yeah, because she... You're taking this too seriously. Yeah, she showed up as the butcher and like broke a window and then she was barred from the set. And then her creepy ass comes back and kills everyone. Yep, she goes the... to the production van and kills Sydney. The creator, yeah, the creator, the crew. Yep. She goes on a killing carnage spree. Actually, I think she even, she gets attacked, or she, Shelby gets attacked by her, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, they all get attacked by her because they, they find the production van. Uh, Shelby, not Shelby Shelby, fake Shelby, I think. No. No? I don't know. No, she gets sliced in the shoulder blade, remember? Because then I was like, how is she able to lift her uh, arm? Yeah. I was like super mad about it. Cause yeah, she, that's true. That's when they're at the house. Lee, Monet, and Audrey are the one who go to the van and find it. Not Shelby. Okay, yeah. See, we've seen this two times, and we still don't know. <laughs> There's just so many little things. Uh, yes. So Lee shoots Agnes because she's trying to come after all of them. And they discover the murdered crew and they run away, but then they're captured by the Polk family. Yep. And then Mama Polk's just like, oh, Lee's going to make us some good jerky and starts tenderizing her leg. Yeah. Ugh. Like seasoning and tenderizing her leg. So gross. And cuts off a piece and makes Lee eat her own yeah. jerky. And then Agnes meets the real butcher and the butcher's like, I don't care that you're that inspired by me. She doesn't say any of these things. She just stabs her in the chest with a cleaver. Yeah, she's just like, bitch, you're not me. (laughs) She's like, nope, you're done. And you mentioned how uh, Matt gets led to the basement and starts screwing the witch again. Yep. And then... Oh my gosh. So then Shelby catches them and she's not playing games this time. First time I think the girl was too shocked, but this time she's like, oh really? We're doing this? And she... Fucks him up with that crowbar. Yeah, like Matt, <laughs> before getting smashed in the face, he admits, he's like, she's the reason I came back. I needed to be back with her. And Shelby's like, I came back to this hellhole to try to get back with you. And you're telling me you came back to get with her? Smash in face with crowbar. Yeah, like that was pretty Ugh. gruesome. It was good, though. It was very similar to if anybody out there reads The Walking Dead when... Glenn gets his head smashed in by Negan. It's like, oh my god. That's much more sad, though. Well, yeah. Glenn's not deserving. (laughs) I just meant the visual of it. But yeah, no, for sure. Um. So, eventually, they are able to escape the house, but Dominic and Shelby have like run back in after they tried to escape. And then the Chen family, who is another family that was in the house... I love how they did that because it was like a nice little homage to like Japanese demons and stuff and that was really well done. Like it's it's a little weird that it's definitely random but like it was a nice like spooky factor to it (laughs) because that 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 stuff's definitely really creepy to people like especially like if you see somebody crawling on your ceiling or something so it was definitely a nice like addition to the scare factor. Yeah so it was all so crazy. And then good old, what's his name? Finn, Wa- Finn Whitrock plays Jether Polk. Yeah. And you get some intimate moments with him and um, Lee. Yeah. And uh, Jether's the one that talks about the original Polk. There. Yeah, his um, his great, great, great grandfather or whoever it yeah, is. Yeah, the one who created the piggy man. <laughs> the Polk family was very interesting. Like, the, I don't know if I liked the reenactors more than the actual people. Like, Finn was one of the actual Polk, while... Francis Conroy was one of the, the reenactors. Yeah, Francis played, Conroy. She plays Mama. Chaz Bono did really But good. then I like the lady who plays real Mama, too. Hello, Sadie. That is our dog. I get that note. No, well, you're not. Leave her. 
right. She's cute. Okay. Cut it out. So, all of these things are happening. Eventually, Lee, Monet, and Audrey escape the Polk family. After some torturing. After quite a bit of torturing. And then we go into the the next episode. And it starts off with the characters of Sophie, Milo, and Todd, who are, like, vloggers trying to... They're exploring the Roanoke area for their their vodcast, essentially. They're like, oh, we're going to go there, and we're going to show you what it's really like. And we heard that they're filming here. And then they find all the th- all the scenes where, like, Flora's jacket was found, and they make a big deal about being there. They find something on the road first and report it to the authorities, but then they go back to the house and are immediately found by the butcher. Um, and... Um, I don't remember the kid's name, but Tayasa Formiga's character, the way they're killed, oh my god. Oh. The impaling. Oh yeah, and it's It's, impaling from the bottom up. It's definitely interesting. Yeah. While Lee was with the Polks, she, Jether decides that he's gonna film her, just because he's weird like that, and she uses the camera to talk to flora one last time and she admits that she did kill her ex-husband and after they escape she realizes she has to go back for the tape so even though they escape the polks they have to go back for that tape because they don't want it to get brought up against them so Lee explains that, like, if we have this tape, we can show the, all the stuff that they did to us so we can actually press charges because it'll be more than just the local police. But at this point, she's so focused on that that nothing else matters. She eventually gets separated from the other people, and she is then, like, helped slash possessed by Scathatch. And so, yeah, she goes on a killing spree. She kills Monet, and she tries to kill Audrey. Audrey falls into... The little hole where Elias was hiding. Um, When the police show up, uh, they are trying to help Lee, because they don't know that she's the one who did a lot of this. And Audrey comes out, tries to grab a gun to shoot Lee, but then they shoot Audrey, and um, Lee's the only survivor. And that's literally for episode nine. I have two notes, and it's... About how there's, like, editing that's poorly done somewhere in the episode. And then everyone is dead except Lee. That's my only two notes for episode nine. Yeah, it gets a little convoluted, but, like, it's so weird. Um, So then the season finale is... It touches on three different shows. One called Cracked. One that is Alana Winter's special. And then one that is called Spirit Chasers. Um... Cracked is just a show that covers all the stuff with Lee's trial and her acquittal of the murder because not enough evidence was there. Um, the Lana Winter special is just another way for Sarah Paulson to play another character by bringing back Lana Winters again. And she just has a conversation about how, you know, how all the stuff that happened, but then. Before the interview really gets into it, uh, Lot Polk comes in, who's going to kill Lee for all the murdering that happened of the Polks, but he is shot to death. And don't forget, Lana tells Lee during that interview that Flora's missing, and that they think Lee's the one who has her. Yeah, so... Because she's like, she's like, you need to release your daughter, Lee, and Lee's like, what are you talking about? What, what do you mean? And then he comes in and kills them. Or tries to kill them. Yeah. Like, because it's like, oh, your daughter disappeared from her grandparents and everyone knows it was you. And she's like, it wasn't me. Um, we come to find out that she was, like, she went back to the house because she just wanted to hang out with her friend again. And then Spirit Chasers, which is exactly all of the ghost shows you've ever possibly seen, <laughs> um, are searching the house for... All the stuff that's going on, and they're joined by Ashley Gilbert, who is Cricket's reenactor, played by Leslie Jordan. As they're trying to film their ghost show, 
uh, Lee shows up trying to find Flora. And at that point, the ghosts start to also show up again. And all of the spirit chaser crew and Ashley are murdered by the ghosts. So Lee does find Flora. And after they have a, a nice reunion for a bit, Lee decides that she has to sacrifice herself in order to protect Priscilla against the Butcher and all the other Roanoke people. Uh, that way Flora can leave and not be tied to the house or to Priscilla anymore. Um, so Flora leaves and watches as the house goes up in flames. And then the end scene is kind of like a pan out where all the Roanoke colony are going in with torches towards the house. And then that's just the end of the season. Aside from being very convoluted because they, as they put it, they put a hat on a hat on a hat, which is a weird way of wording that maybe there's just too much stuff going on in your season to make much sense on the first watch, especially. I like the idea of it, but I don't know. Maybe this is my least favorite season. It's hard to say. Yeah, like when you're watching it, it's not too bad. But then if you're trying to make sense of what you just watched, it's a lot harder, I realize. Yeah. Like, there's just, there is way too much going on, and there's too much to keep up with, and too many freaking characters' names, and yeah, cause you're like, side plots. Oh, and... it's Dominic, who played Matt, who's played by Cuba Gooding Jr. Wait, yeah. what? And then Sarah Paulson gets to play multiple characters, including characters that are playing other characters. And I mean, I'm probably gonna piss people off, but I don't really give a fuck. Um... Everyone made a big deal. I'm skipping ahead a couple seasons real quick. Everyone made a big deal that Sarah Paulson isn't going to be in 1984, season nine. I was pretty freaking happy that she wasn't because no offense to her, she is a great actress. But I think it was really nice to have a season without her in it because a lot of people are like, oh, we love her. She steals the show. And maybe she does to them, but I feel like sometimes she steals the show in an annoying way. And I'm not trying to be, like, negative or diss, but, like... Yeah. I don't know. Like, what you said. Like, oh, you gotta find another reason to give Sarah Paulson another character. Here's one of winners, you know? So, I don't know. I just feel like it was actually kind of nice to... It was fresh without her, you know? Yeah. I mean... Um, it was definitely an interesting season, and... I don't know if I really have much favorite things, um... I liked the idea of them making the sequel series, and I liked all the behind-the-scenes stuff we got to see, like you mentioned, for the reality show. I think I would have liked it more if the beginning part wasn't so long and drawn out. Yeah. Like, I feel like you see these types of shows, they never last more than, like, two episodes per family. Yeah. So five episodes for one freaking family, and there's only two members in it. Well, I guess more because of Lee and stuff. But regardless, it's very, I don't know. Like, if you haven't seen it, I mean, definitely give it a go. But you might be disappointed. Yeah. (laughs) Depends on what you're into. If you're all about shows like this, you might really fucking dig it more than a lot of people did. It really depends, though. Yeah, like, all the musical cues in My Roanoke Nightmare really matched, like, any time you watched like a Beyond Belief or Unsolved Mysteries. Oh yeah, they did a stellar job with it all of that. It was very well done. It was almost just that it was almost drawn out and there was just too much going on at the same time that it was drawn out. That yeah. it just felt like you were watching two seasons of a show, I guess. Yeah, they they extended it. Like I don't even know. So yeah, I think we've tied in, we've done all the tie-in stuff. We talked about Croatoan! Croatoan. They talk about that in season one. Yep, they talk about Croatoan and Roanoke and Piggy Man and Lana Winters and the Mott family. So I don't know if I have any, like, favorite parts or... Not parts, but, um, roles for anybody just because... I absolutely do not. Usually I have, like, multiple and I do not. Like, everything was just so... Out the, like, like even the people that I kind of liked were like, I mean, they're villains, but they're not even worth me being like, yeah. oh, this is my favorite. Like, maybe Kathy Bates just because she played crazy so well, and the accent was hilarious, but overall, it's just, it was decently acted, but... No, I, I second that. Kathy Bates probably for me, yeah. too, if I had to pick. But overall, I can see why this wasn't as well-received um, from those kind of 
award shows because there was just a lot less going on. I feel like choppy is a good word to explain this season. Yeah, choppy. Like, the writing was done well, the acting was done pretty well, but somehow it just didn't get executed the way they meant, I feel. Like, yeah, either either editing or just maybe it just didn't land the way they were intending it to. Yeah. Things just didn't work out quite as right as the other seasons have in the past. Like, there wasn't the same type of chemistry, almost, that other seasons have. Yeah, I can see that. And there were so many characters that didn't like each other, and they were all trying to, like, compete with each other, that I almost feel like there wasn't even room for chemistry Yeah, to even, like, evolve or exist, I mean, in this season. Yeah, and then the idea that, like, some of these characters... You're basically watching the same characters twice because the reenactors and the actual people are on screen at the same time. Which is definitely an interesting take on a show. Absolutely. But, but just way too hard to keep up with. It definitely made it a lot harder to follow and a lot harder to get into. So I think yeah, I think for both of us this is definitely gonna be down there. Yeah, for sure. But it definitely is. Um Speaking of being down there, we're talking about our rankings. And we want to hear about your ranking, so make sure you send in your ranking of all of the seasons of American Horror Story. Um, you can email contact at Superliminal Films, or just shoot us a line on Facebook, or on Twitter, or even on Instagram. Oh, speaking of Instagram. We'll find it. When you post about it this week, when you put this up, if you guys follow Superliminal, Superliminal on Instagram... Check out the picture that he's going to post with it because we found this really cool house near our house that kind of looks like the mansion. Yeah. And I do think it's haunted. I've seen some spirits in this place in the windows and it feels like you're being watched when you're on the property. It's private property, so I'm sure there's cameras, but I definitely felt like... Totally private property that we were not on. Wink, wink. Oh, should I not say any of this? Uh, If I... I, It's fine. I winked. Whoops. Anyway, um... So yeah, keep an eye out for that, because it definitely looks like the house from this, and it's super fucking spooky. Yes. Alright, so, yeah, that was Murder House 2, my Roanoke Nightmare. Make sure you check us out on all the places that I mentioned. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, we're also on YouTube and on Twitch. And I think that's all I have to say. Bye!